This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Good afternoon. Today we begin with a story that comes from you. Fight Back listeners continue to call and write us about being targeted by phone and email scams. And several months ago we were talking about the Canada Revenue Agency scam Who could forget that one? It was spreading like a virus. Well, now the fraudsters are claiming to be from Service Canada. And when you pick up the phone, they tell you they need personal information, like a social insurance number, in order to get a refund or a benefit of some kind. Sometimes if you ask a question, they'll even refer you to a website, and it's a website that looks like the real Service Canada website. And again, it asks you to verify your identity by entering personal information. And of course, we want to make sure that you don't do that. I want to hear from you about your experiences with this. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, they target all kinds of people, including our very own Robbie Lane, who is here with me now. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having me in. Okay, and we also have, before we get to hear Robbie's story on the line, we have Daniel Williams, who is the Senior Fraud Specialist at the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, so uh, he's going to be the expert voice in all of this. Robbie, tell us what happened to you. Um, I was out one afternoon, and there was a message on my answering service when I got home from, they said, Revenue Canada, or Canadian Revenue Agency, Um, and they said, uh, you must call us within 24 hours, otherwise we're putting a lien against your house your car, your bank account. And that scared the heck out of me because I thought it sounded very legitimate. Um, So I called the number back and asked – this person had left an extension number and a name, asked for that person and and whoever answered said, well, he's not here right now but I'm his supervisor so I will help you. And uh, he said, "Uh, could you give me your name? And I did and he said, oh, yes, okay, I have your file here. And um, he said, if you don't pay us some money within the next 48 hours, we are going to put a lien against your bank account and everything else. And I said – This doesn't sound right to me. And he said, well, I can tell you what your social insurance number is. And he did. He told me what my address was and it it was. And he said um, that I owed them – I can't remember the amount, but it was something like $25,000 in taxes. And he said, but – and he went on and on about just trying to scare me. And I really – I had no clue at this point that it wasn't for real until he said, but I'll tell you what we'll do. If you can come up with $2,500 today, uh, we will drop the charges against you. And I said, well, there's a a revenue office over at Scarborough Town Center. I can go there and make the payment. He said, no, no, no. We're we're assigning a special diplomat to come to your area to pick up the money in cash. Yeah. And I said, now I don't believe you at all. He said, if you hang up the phone, we'll go ahead with the charges. And I said, I'll take those chances and hung up. And then I called the real 
uh, Canada Revenue Agency, and they said, this is, this is our eighth or ninth call today, exactly the same. Uh, this is just a scam. So this happened to me twice. Right. Uh, the one other incident was I got in my email one of those uh, email money transfers, and uh, it said uh, the government is refunding you X number of dollars for whatever reason. You just have to open it and put in your information so it can oh. go into your bank account. And, and? I deleted it. Okay. Yeah, of course. They would They would never do that. So uh, let's bring in Daniel Williams here. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Just fine. Okay. So uh, in, in, in that series of events, uh, what are the things that the real Canada Re- Revenue Agency or the real Service Canada would never do? Well, uh, I guess the number one thing is a stranger contacts you. Uh, as, as soon as you see that it's heading towards money, property, or personal information, you have to take control at that point and start verifying who you're dealing with. Uh, you know, the, the stories that they'll use will, get, will only get better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as long as you're in control of, I will not part with money, property, or even personal information until... I verify who you are, and of course, you cannot verify who they are on an incoming call. It is simply impossible. It has to be, they, you know, they give you their, their name, their file number, what have you, and then you contact head office, take your time doing so. Nobody in the civil service is going to ever be rushing you to the point where you have to make a decision within half an hour or an hour. It doesn't work like that. Rule of law, you know, people have the time to check things out. That's the number one thing because, you know, the, the specifics, they change so often, you know, on, on how the scammers are leaving messages. Sometimes they're only doing live calls, all sorts of, of ins and outs, you know, the caller ID spoofing that they'll put the actual number for Revenue Canada to show on your phone when they call you, ask you to Google that number to check, check out who they are. That just shows that they know the number for Revenue Canada and know how to use caller ID spoofing. Certainly doesn't verify who they are. You have to reach back to them to be safe and secure. It's it's very interesting. You know, I, I got an email from a listener yesterday, and his story was that uh, I guess they told him they needed his social insurance number uh, in order to get a benefit, and he kept asking the person on the other end to identify herself to, for her name, and she kept saying that she would not give him her name until he gave her his social insurance <laughs> number, yeah, and and that's what made him figure out uh, that there was a problem here. So I don't think that's a fair exchange. You know, your name over the phone in exchange for my social insurance number. They, they can give you everything over the phone. They haven't proven a thing to you. You have to verify who they are, independent of any connection with the person initiating that call, and. While the vast majority of these types of um, what we consider extortion scam phone calls now are really cold calls that all they have is access to the Internet and computer technology, and they're pulling up your name, phone number, and address from the, the phone book online. There are, we are seeing dribs and drabs where some of the gangs are going to the trouble of obtaining stolen information and will happily give you your social insurance number. That just means, you know, somebody having your social insurance number does not verify who they are. Unfortunately, you know, there's so many database breaches and so many ways that, that scammers trick us out of personal information that merely having it 
doesn't verify who you, who that person is working for or is associated to. You still have to take the steps to verify, and you know and you can do so while being quite polite. Okay. Um, you know, no need to you know get upset. Just who are you? Yes, this seems very important. Oh yes, I want to deal with this. I'll have to I'll have to check you out and get back in touch with you. And the cleverer scammers will actually agree with you at that point and say, oh yes, you know you should be getting your lawyer. And what they're hoping to do is to you know manipulate you into thinking. Oh, well, this guy is saying I can check him out, therefore he must be legitimate. So let me, let me skip that step of going through the verification process, which is exactly what they want you to do. Okay, Daniel, uh, let's take a few calls. Uh, and we've got Marianne in Burlington. Hi, Marianne. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So what happened to you yesterday? Yesterday I had a very strange call. It was a woman who could hardly speak English, but she said, um, you've applied for a loan and your first installment is due. So I hung up right away because I figured it was a scam. And then I thought after, well, what if somebody has applied for a loan in my name? But um, this woman could hardly speak English, so I assumed it was a scam. Uh, Daniel, have you heard of anything like that? Um, Different ways of tricking information on other people, yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, to put your mind at ease, the first thing that I would do to, to check and see if, in, in case it is a case of identity fraud, somebody has applied for a loan in your name, uh, request free copies of your credit reports from both Equifax and TransUnion, and that way you'll be proof positive as to what's happening in your name. Because, um, yes, I mean, there's always the possibility that identity fraud has already taken place. You know, why not get an, an early read on the situation by viewing, again, a free copy of your credit reports with both Equifax and TransUnion? That way you can put your mind totally at ease. You know, there was something that came up um, uh, with both with Robbie and that you mentioned, Daniel, uh, and Marianne, I think it's relevant to your case as well, that, that I find scary. And you're saying, okay, these people had your social insurance number. Uh, now, that would really scare the heck out of me if a fraudster had my social insurance number. So, Daniel, what can people do about that? Well, if you if you have ascertained that a scammer has your sin, whether you gave it out to them, they tricked you into giving it to them right, right then and there, or if they prove to you that they have it, uh, the very first thing that I would do is contact my financial institutions, put them on alert. You know, that's your number one priority is safeguard your own wealth. Okay, well, just a sec, Robbie, did you do that? I did, immediately. Okay, yeah. okay, good. Go on, Daniel. And then once you've done that, you can take the extra step of contacting both credit report bureaus, uh, again, viewing copies of your credit reports with both of them, and you can also request and should request uh, an alert be placed on your on your files with them so that should someone apply for a, a, a new cell phone account or credit card account in your name, you'll have a very difficult time doing so. Okay, uh, Marianne, so are you going to do those things? Yes, I, I will do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was just, like, she knew my first name, but that was it. But her English was so bad, I'm just assuming it was a scam. Okay. But I will do that. Yes. Okay, thanks very much, Marianne. Thanks, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Um, let's go to, uh, uh, I'm having a little trouble here clicking on the calls. Just a sec. Um... Okay. We have Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. What is what is your scam story, Pat? Uh, about three days ago, I got a call from the supposedly CRA officer. He called himself Officer Michael Boyle. 
and I could tell by his accent he was far from Michael Boyle. Uh, <clears throat> when I questioned him and I told him, you know, like, I am from Indian background and I speak their language. When I, uh, I challenged him and I told him that, uh, you know, this is a scam. And he says, uh, you believe me, within 24 hours, the police will be at your door. Okay. They will arrest you if you do not uh, pay up this amount. And he gave me a, an amount of $1,783 or something. So I started swearing at him in the Indian language. <laughs> I, told him, I told him to go to hell, I said. So he hung up the phone, and I put his number on call block. He called back from a different number, and he left a message saying the same thing. So I put that number on call block. So three different numbers are on call block. He's repeatedly called me back, but I haven't... Uh, responded or answered to the calls. It's it's pretty odd that, you know, you'd think the guy would figure out that you're on to him mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe he should move on, but I, I guess not. I guess he's persistent. Uh, Daniel, do you have any comment on that story? Uh, yeah, we're seeing um, some, uh, in, in some cases, um, you know, unusual behavior, you know, where scammers know there's no money to be had. They'll still spend you know, an inordinate amount of time and effort just bothering you. I'm not sure what, what they're getting out of it other than, in some cases, practicing their English. You know, if they can say things to you to upset you, you know, they're obviously communicating better and better. But, um, you know, they... And, and I guess, you know, one little issue that, you know, we need to, to, you know, focus on a bit is for older Canadians, you know, folks in their 70s and 80s, we're Zoomers. hearing a lot of stories where people are saying... You know, I actually figured out it wasn't CRA, but because the, the suspect insisted that someone was going to be at my door within 45 minutes to drag me away in handcuffs, yes, I assumed it wouldn't be the RCMP, but it was going to be a bad man or bad men coming to my home. I ended up doing what they said. I gave them the money to stop the bad people from coming to my home. And what I really want to point out with this is the, the vast majority of this type of scam is coming from call centers very far away. Uh, they're doing the exact same thing to people in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the United Kingdom, the U.S., and Canada, maybe other countries I haven't heard about as yet. Uh, it's, it's being done on such a massive scale. Thousands and thousands of people getting this call worldwide. Uh, you know, of course, they changed the name of the tax authority to suit the country, but there's absolutely no way on earth that somebody is coming to your door on this type of call. Uh, you know, certainly no gangs of bad men, you know, worldwide roaming on, on behalf of these folks. So please, you know, let, let your, your older relatives know that there's no physical danger from these people. There's no physical threat. They're very good at what they do over the phone, but it, it is what it is. You know, it's a, a crime of persuasion. It's, it's very clever talk, uh, very good manipulation, but they're not coming to your door. Please don't make them any richer than they already are. Don't give them a dime. Okay, now uh, we have to take a quick break. First of all, we're going to say goodbye to Robbie Lane, and uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Libby. Hope it helps. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Welcome back. We are talking about the latest 
phone scams from people claiming to be from Service Ontario. I'm on the line with Daniel Williams, who is the senior fraud specialist at the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, and we are taking your calls, and I've got Yvonne in Mississauga. Hello, Yvonne. Oh, hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Not too bad. I had two um, occasions where I had people calling me, one from Revenue, supposed to be Revenue Canada, and I said to the person, uh, Revenue Canada, don't call you on the phone. They send you a letter, and the person hung up. The second one, a woman called um, about my credit cards, and she said, she know, I pay my credit cards on time. She had my social insurance number, wow, yeah. and she wanted to reduce my interest. They're gonna, this is what she said, they're going to reduce my interest on my credit cards. And I, thought, I said, thank you. And she was going on and on and on. She know how old I am and all that. So I decided to call the bank. And I was telling the person I spoke to at the bank, and the woman said to me, that is fraud. So now I had to go around and call the other companies with, about my information pertaining to what the call I got, and they sent me new cards. They discarded the old, told me to discard the old cards, and they sent me new cards. And I'm saying these people are preying on all the seniors, and they're get, the seniors are getting scared by what they're telling them, and the, the next thing you know, they're dishing out their money to these people. And the, the government need to do something about that. Well, you know, these companies that they're using their phone numbers to call people just to rip them off. The RCMP is on it, but most of these, most of these scams originate offshore. Isn't that right, Daniel? Uh, it, that's right. Most it's true of, because um, the, 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 the ones that call me the two, sorry. Fraud is set up where the bad guys put borders between themselves and their victims. Even the scammers actually in Canada are hitting people in Australia, the UK, the US. They don't like to work too close to home because they know that makes um, uh, police efforts, uh, you know, quite a bit easier. So Mm -hmm. they put distance between themselves and their victims and they do it very well. Uh, It's something that we struggle with and, you know, more and more effort is putting into, um, you know, cross-border cooperation between law enforcement agencies and you know the, the fight goes on okay Yvonne thanks for your thank call you. I'm glad it ended well yes thanks a lot you just have to be careful and, and be alert no kidding to, to what they're doing yeah okay thank you thank you bye-bye bye-bye we're going to Shanty in Brampton oh hi there Libby good hi. afternoon how are you oh not too bad thanks um, I've had uh, several calls from a female stating she's from Statistic Canada Right. Leaving a file number for me to call. Yep. Um, I, I, I'd like to know if this is a va- valid call. What did they, what did they want? Numbers. What did they want? Uh, they just said to call and they leave a file number. They said they're from Statistic Canada. That, that might be legitimate, actually. Are you self-employed? Uh, no, I'm uh, retired. Um. Daniel, I mean, I've, I had um, uh, calls from Statistics Canada, and there was a, a certain period where, and they were very persistent, where they uh, wanted to talk to me for the labor force report, uh, which was actually completely legitimate. But I don't know if they pick people randomly or what, but... In that case, it was, you know, they didn't ask me for any money. They didn't ask me for any uh, SIN numbers, but it, they asked me uh, very detailed questions about my work habits. 
Um, Daniel, do you have anything to say about that? One more thing. I, I recall about a few months ago, a, a male had called and told me he was from Statistic Canada, and I was giving out all my info, but then when he asked for my date of birth, I refused to give it to him. Daniel? And uh, about a month now, I had uh, two people come at my door, a male. To your door? Yeah, and they're saying they're from Statistics Canada. Oh, that's crazy. Statistics Canada would never come to your door. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, the, you know, I would go straight to the Statistics Canada website. I'd look up their, um, or maybe their census helpline. You know, there's, there's, there'd be phone numbers where you can verify uh, well, I ID given by agents. The first thing is somebody calls you, they say that they're with a government agency, Okay, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good Canadian. I want to help out. Um, what's all of your, what's your name? What's your ID number? What's your, you know, all of your, um, any ID that you can give me? Fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'm going to write down your phone number, but I'll be checking you out through your head office. Go Actually, I did call the first number they gave, and it says Statistic Canada. Then they, it says to call a different number with a file number. And again, Statistics Canada would be the ones to check that out with. If you Google the number and it's not coming up directly on their website, uh, I would still go ahead and contact them. You know, there's there's the chance that uh, it could be a, a non-published number, and they would put your mind at ease. They, you know, they want the information. If it's them, uh, they will verify, you know, and, all and the way through. You know, you'll be 100% certain that you're dealing with one of their people if you check through them. And yeah, and... You really should... Because if this is a scam, you need to know that it's a scam. You need to be calling your banks and you need to be dealing with Equifax and TransUnion. You shouldn't just let it let it lie. If it seems like somebody has inside information and you're not sure if they're crooked or not, that's a bad situation to be in. Yeah, I remember when I got those calls, um, yeah, I mean, they never asked me for anything that could have been useful to them in uh, taking my money. Oh boy! So uh, it was it was it was obvious, and and when I talked to them, <laughs> believe me, these calls were lengthy. They they would talk to me for forty five minutes. Well, that's so it was what, uh, obviously I, I, legit, uh-huh. but but you have to uh, verify. Okay. Okay, Shanti. Good luck Thank with you very that. Much. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, Margaret in Thornhill. Hello. Hello? Hello? Hello, Margaret? Oh, yeah, hi. How are you, Libby? Uh, I guess I fell asleep. Uh, yeah, hi, it's me. Uh, funny thing, you know, um, while I was waiting on the phone to talk to you on my cell, on my land phone, I got a call from Revenue Canada by the name of Gail uh-huh. telling me that I have uh, created fraud and uh, I owe a lot of money to Revenue Canada. I hung up on her, and I hung up on you, too, and I got back on the phone. Well, so, we, we could have had that live on the air. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I want to tell you, I want to give a message to everybody. Never give your phone number. Never give your account number. Don't listen to these people. They're all a bunch of scammers throughout the world trying to make money easy without even working. Just don't get scared. It's very scary the way they talk to you. Like, you know, I'm going to have so-and-so done to you. Revenue Canada does not operate that way. Revenue Canada will write your letter. This is to your accountant. And they have to know that. Don't get scared about things like that. Now, I want to tell you another thing. I received a letter uh, two years ago from a lawyer in Spain oh, telling dear. me 
Yeah, telling yeah. me uh, he had a client very similar to my last name, but he has no heirs at law. Oh, so, oh, that that's an old hold, one. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> telling me there's three million dollars in the vault. Right now he's looking for an heir. My name is very similar to this fellow, Baron Baum, whatever it is, who died in a cyclone accident with his family, and he's looking for somebody to go ahead and uh, take over the money. He says, if I don't come forward, it'll just go to the government. And he says he'd like me to write back. And uh, hold on. Okay. He says to me. Uh, we only have okay. a few seconds left, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll make it very fast. Okay. Mind you, this is mind like you, it's. This, yeah, he tells me the transaction is 100% good. And uh, to call him, and he'll tell me what process I have to go through. Oh, I said to myself, oh, boy, I'm going to get uh, $3 million. That's great. I've never had million, uh, $3 million or $1 million. And I phoned my granddaughter in California. She says, Nanny, what are you talking about? There's a lot of scams going on. My husband's grandmother got scammed, so ignore the letter. Okay, so well, it. absolutely. Yeah. That, that, okay. Sorry, Margaret, but that is, that's just about the $3 oldest million one in the book. Libby is not funny. I could help a lot of people, I'll tell you. Well, but it's, it's scam a scam. Like it's a yeah, scam. But- Okay, my name is very similar to a lot of names here in Toronto. I've got a lot of relatives. I wonder if he's written to them too the same they, way. They, they, law f- firm? they find the names. It's not a real law firm. It comes from all over the world. It's, it's a really, really old scam. And uh, I'm afraid that that is all the time we have for this segment. So, Margaret, thanks for your call. Yeah, they're getting it from the Canadian public uh, records. I, uh, I don't know why they're getting it. Anyway, uh, Libby, thanks a lot, sweetheart. You've okay. been great. Thank, thank you, you very Bye. much. Okay, uh, Daniel Williams, uh, thank you. So the message, the message to people is basically don't give out any personal information. And, and verify who you're dealing with before you even be, start to contemplate giving out money, property, or personal information. Okay, Daniel Williams from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.